Perfect. All right. Uh, welcome. Um, I'll call the meeting to order. It's now uh, 7.05 on uh, January 23rd, uh, 2023, uh, for the meeting of the Town of Milton School Building Committee. Um, I'll just do a quick roll call of who's with us tonight. And if you could just say present or here, appreciate it. Uh, Carrie Hurley. Here. Uh, Mike Zulis. Here. Glenn Hoffman. Yeah. All right, Selena Miranda. I'm taking notes. Hi. <laughs> Present. Oh, I didn't hear you. Uh, I'm present. Sean, we're not hearing you. Can you hear me now? Better? All right. Are you doing this, Ada? Is that yes or no? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. So I'll speak up a little bit too. I apologize. It's been a long day. I think I'm mumbling a bit too. So uh, for the uh, second thing on our agenda is uh, citizen speak. So we, we uh, allocate the first 15 minutes of, uh, of our meetings uh, for uh, public comment. Um, we ask to keep it to three minutes long. And you know, with that, I'll open it up to that. So if anybody from the public uh, wants to speak, um, you know, just use the raise hand function I can call in. All right, not seeing that one. All right, so we'll start off the uh, review and approval of the meeting minutes. I so the meeting minutes that we have listed there, I have the ones from Glenn and Kerry. Uh, I think and, and I apologize, I didn't get a chance to forward those over. Tim, I think you and Aqua are the only other ones that have outstanding ones. I think you're correct about that, Sean. I apologize. I uh, realized that as I was logging on today that I didn't hit send on those and we spoke about it and uh, I did edit them and they're ready to go to you. I'll get them over to you. Okay. So, you know, for, for those minutes, what I'll do is just table it until uh, our next meeting, uh, but I'll send the ones from that I have from uh, Glenn and Carrie along uh, tonight after this meeting. So I apologize about that. Um, so next uh, item on our agenda is old business. And essentially I, I wanna take, um, uh, talk about a few subjects that are on there. So the first one uh, is the Fonfon Convent. Um, as many of you are aware, uh, we've been working with the town since November um, to work on a plan to, for the purchase of Fonfon uh, Convent and essentially rehabilitated uh, into an early education center. Um, so, you know, over the holidays, myself, town administrator, Nick Milano, Mike Zulis, and uh, you know, a number of others worked towards uh, developing an RFP that Fonfon did respond to. Uh, and then we essentially entered into you know, negotiations uh, for purchase of the property. 
um, were made aware last Friday that uh, Fonpon has rejected our offer and further has withdrawn their offer for us to purchase uh, the property. Um, you know, with this too, you know, uh, Mike, I'll open it up to you to, you know, provide some other, you know, context or comment. Sure. Uh, so as you said, they, they um, we issued an RFP, they made an offer, we came back with a counter offer, uh, increased the amount over what they had asked for, uh, but they had asked for uh, use of the building for offices and classrooms for up to six years uh, and perpetual use of the fields. Uh, when we went back and increased our monetary, their monetary offer above what they had asked for, uh, we said, well, you know, we can't, we, we can't allow you, we can't allow you to use the building um, while we're renovating it, but until we're renovating it, which is about nine months to a year, you could, you could use it. Uh, we also said that it doesn't really work for us to, to not be able to use the, the fields for playground. And um, they, uh, they get back and they said uh, they're not interested. And our understanding is that they're from the broker is that they're gonna take it off the market, so. Thanks, Mike. So yeah, our, our intention tonight was, you know, we were going into uh, February's town meeting, which is coming up in about three weeks uh, with, you know, uh, we went through the Warren Committee last week, got a, a recommendation from them to purchase this. So we're kind of uh, going forward with that. And we, that was kind of one of our points tonight to basically expand on it a little bit further uh, to talk about a couple of things. Um, but just in light of the news that we got on Friday, um, I'll, you know, for, for the other members of the committee and the guests we have, you know, from the school committee, uh, I'll open it up to anybody that has any questions, any comments or anything like that. Mike and I can do our best to field, you know, any of those questions for you. Maybe just use the raise hand function, I can call on you. None. All right. So the, the second thing on the agenda uh, that we're looking at uh, as far as old business was a, an update uh, on the services. Our last meeting, we voted for DRA to do essentially conceptual work at Fonfon. So obviously with this right now, um, there's no need to further, um, you know, engage DRA presently for that because, you know, the Fonfon project, you know, is, is not moving forward at this point. So scratch that from the agenda. The third thing on the agenda is, you know, something that we talked about previously, which is an update uh, of the survey plans at Gow Road. Uh, I sent all those out previously. I know we talked about it at a previous meeting. Um, the drawings that we got from them were uh, probably about 90% there. Uh, we got the composite plans back from them that have the wetlands and the roads, everything basically laid on top of each other. So it gave us a little more context. Um, you know, I, one of the things I'd like to do before we kind of come to like a final vote of which option we definitely want to go with is for lack of a better word, um, work the eight options down to fewer 
and then you know get in front of the conservation commission so they can weigh in on anything uh, and, and for them it's it's only two options you know for the road options that we're looking at um whether you know the the proposals that we're showing are are, are in violation of any conservation um easements or anything like that along that wetland boundary um so with that you know i'll open up to any comments or questions from everybody Uh, with the money that we will now not be spending on the efforts on Fontbon, is that uh, going to bolster our ability to do some conceptual layouts of the different um, kind of uh, layouts with different roads and setbacks uh, on based on the surveys that we've gotten back? Uh, at, at this point, Tim, no. I mean, what I think what my goal would be is for us to... Um, using our judgment for the layouts that we're looking at figure out what parcel is the best and then once we develop that um pre present that over to dra um you know because we I, I do want to engage them again for conceptual studies like we did originally at gal road um but at this point right now that we don't have a contract for them so i don't want to hold that up any further And most of that money, too, just a follow on too, was uh, was being funded by the school committee, not really by us. So we would need them to basically review another contract and take a vote on that, too. Yeah, Ada. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Sean, I just want to um, um, be sure that we circle back with DRA to find out if if we have incurred any fees on their end. I know we've, you know, had some calls with Carl um, Franceschi and, and I don't know how much his team has gotten on board with this, but um, to know if we do owe them anything for this, um, the beginning of, of the work on the concepts at Fontbon. Um, and if so, we want to be sure to uh, take care of that. And then whatever we have left, um, we can we can see where we stand in terms of using the funds for something else. Okay. Yeah, and I was supposed to reach out to uh, Carl today, but uh, it was a little hectic today, so I'll, I'll do that tomorrow to touch base with him. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, folks. So we get eight options in front of us, and no one's talking. Scott. Thanks, Sean. Um, I like that the 25 foot buffer over the 50 foot buffer just it gives a little bit better piece of property to work with with the shape of it and the grades. Yep. And then as far as size goes, I think, you know, either um, option three or four are probably the best. I think um, three is probably the best, and then I would put four behind that. Yep. And that gives a good buffer on both sides.
Give me a minute. I assume I think people are looking right now, so I'll just take a look. I guess, Sean, what would be helpful for me? I don't know if you could go very sort of quickly summarize the options before but I'm trying to go back and forth and it's just I, I don't have them straight in my head. Yeah, let me let, I'll pull it, I'll pull up the road options. I think that's the first one that we look at. And then after that, uh, I'll bring up the others. So let me just share the screen. Just let me know when you can see it. So we'll, this is the option, you know, that that um, that Scott basically prefers here, which is the alignment of the road. And basically, what it does is it moves it, you know, as far away from Gow Road, uh, the existing alignment, which comes down the road this way. Brooks Field is over here, and the conservation land is at the bottom of the screen. So what it does is it pushes the road the furthest into that you know, um, land that's basically used for active recreation. Um, the other one, which is the other option on this road that, again, I want to talk with the Conservation Commission about, is a similar alignment there. It pulls it back a little. So what I've done uh, just for, you know, to make it easier as we look at this, uh, the alignment of the two overlaid. So the one that Scott prefers is basically in, a, in blue. And then as you can see, it's basically just another 50 feet over is the other road. And then basically those create it. Obviously the blue road here, as Scott mentioned, uh, allows more land of the um, active recreation parcel, which is this one here on the side of Gow Road and utilize less of the conservation land that's on the other side of the road. My only concern with it too is, you know, as we're doing that, uh, you know, the no disturbance buffer, and I apologize, it gets double lined when you get in close. Um, the alignment of the road kind of comes close to that. And, you know, with, you know, any, problems that we might have, or again, even further, you know, um, construction of this later on, you know, for maybe a year, two years out, if that wetland boundary changes at that time too, um, that would change the alignment of the roads. So that's, that's my only caution on um, going that far over also. So I'll pull out a little just so people can see it. But it does not extend into, I know the lines are blurry, but it's fine. Like we can see on the, the native file that it does not extend into that no disturbance area. Yeah, currently it does not based on the boundaries and layouts. And apologize, Scott, you get a hand up. Yeah, I was just gonna say, if we're, if we're concerned about that, we could always, I mean, we're not stuck with these two options. We can do anything in between too. So we could always do a 30 foot or a 40 foot or a 35 foot buffer as well yeah the problem that where that comes into is that we have to do a boundary survey based on these road alignments that then gets entered into the legal documents for the land swap so um you know well part of it i understand the, the the need or the want to have you know greater amount of land and stuff like that 
Um, my guess is once we draw these boundaries up based on these road alignments, um, that's what gets entered into the, the article for the warrant when we do the land swap. So that we're kind of locked into those boundaries at that point. Carrie? Hey, I was just going to kind of make a similar comment to Scott, which was could we kind of split the difference between the two, get us a little bit off of the no disturbance line, and then um, give us as much room on the other side? Because I do agree with Scott and on this, I'd like to see us take as much land as we possibly can um, on the activity side. And I, I think that's it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just providing commentary on what I'm seeing. So, you know what I mean? If, if everybody feels the 25 foot one is better, um, that's also fine with me. And, and yeah, as we go into the design, basically what it means is the boundary that we would have for town use for the school would get reduced because we're, we'd be building part of the road through there. Mike? I, was, I, I agree. Uh, with using as little of the conservation land as possible and moving it as far um, as far as we can from home ink as possible. That seems like that's that's the the blue that um, that Scott and Carrie have favored. Okay, so so with that, then you know the options that you were looking at, Scott, for the. Um, for the setbacks from home eight. Do you remember what those were? Was, was it 50 or 100, 100 feet? Uh, let's see, parcel? they were parcel three and parcel four. I don't know if it said on them which setback, they, what the setback was. Yeah. Parcel three, right? Parcel four. Got the other, the other two options that we have on there. So, so with that road alignment that we were just talking about, you know, the 25 foot road, this is basically the alignment here. Option one, which is, you know, as we talked about a zero buffer with uh, home ink, uh, what, that, what that would lead to is about a 6.8 acre site, uh, which is currently what the conservation land is right now. So we'd be using, um, you know, 1.3 would remain conservation, another 2.2 down here would remain conservation, We're using a lot less in this area and a lot more uh, of the parks. The second option is this 50 foot buffer zone uh, that exists here. Again, with that 25 foot one, it, the about four acres would remain as conservation land out of the 6.8. So we'd basically be only using 2.8, maybe one that right? There's about 6.4 acres uh, total for parcel two. Parcel three would be a 100 foot uh, buffer zone. 
uh, across there, roughly about 5.8 acres below the six um, that we're showing. And then parcel four, which would be the 150 foot boundary, would be the smallest parcel at 5.29. So Sean, were, were all of those that you just went through, um, parcels one through four, were those all with 25 foot buffers on the Pine Tree Brook side? Okay. And what was the total acreage for, for option three? Option three was total acreage 5.83. 5.8, okay, thank you. And Scott, uh, you have a handle, thanks. Yes, I think the uh, the acreage we were looking for was over five, correct? Over, uh, I, I believe it was over six. We we're trying to get to over six. Correct. Okay. So but, maybe it's option two. It's not just the acreage; it's the kind more. of you, it's the angles you're digging into the site. It's going to start impeding on the flexibility of a design. You know what I mean? Yep. So just be careful how we slice that up. Yeah, you're talking topology of the existing site, Glenn? Yeah, it just seemed like I'd be wary of, I think you want to maximize your acreage. I know you need setbacks, but I'd be wary of making the setbacks too big. Okay, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's part, that's partially with me and just just for some context you know for everybody you know as we mentioned already we haven't been able to get dra uh, on contract to kind of look at the eight options and come up with eight different school options um but the the previous layout the dra did along gao road you know that was on a 6.8 acre site um so I, I think everyone remembers you know what that building looked like what the site looked like um, so, you know, going down to six acres, six acres or even a full acre below at 5.8, um, you know, I, I tend to agree with Glenn that it might squeeze a little bit too. So we just want to keep that in mind. And, and again, we're, we're not voting on this tonight. I just, you know, I want to hear from everybody, get, you know, like kind of whittle these options down a bit and then meet with the conservation commission to come up with some, some thought. So, and Tim, Tim, you have your hand raised. Finally. I rudely uh, jumped in before without my hand raised, not noticing everybody raising their hands, and I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to clarify one thing. So option one shows the zero setback. That is the zero additional setback on top of the minimum setback buffer zone that is required, right? So there is that we're not implying that there would be no setback. We're implying that there's no additional setback. Correct. So the, the options that we're doing or, or the boundaries that we're just showing were conservation uh, setbacks that we're doing. So the the boundary between our parcel and Home Inc., uh, what we'd be talking about is, is a conservation buffer there. So when you say a zero buffer, there'd be a zero conservation buffer, but there would still be a 50-foot zoning buffer built into that. 
Right. I still agree with what uh, Scott was saying. Um, that kind of my my comfort level lies more with some level of an additional buffer, a conservation buffer, as you're describing it here. So I'm kind of in that camp of the parcel two, parcel three zone. I also recall that we were trying to have something greater than six acres. Mm -hmm. That's where, when I'm looking at it for, you know, the parcel two is 6.4 acres and then uh, 5.83 would be parcel three. So um, yeah, I think we're, we're getting into the, <laughs> Could you put parcel two up again, Sean? Would you mind? Parcel one, parcel two. So parcel two, again, is, you know, a 50-foot conservation buffer uh, between, you know, the, our site and Home Inc. And then additionally on top of this is a 50 foot, basically the same distance back here, but if the uh, zoning buffer uh, for that. So actually, if you take, yeah, if you take into account, if you take into account that zoning buffer, and I mean, basically if we took an additional 50 feet off here, you would be at option three. You know, this here is actually showing you know what a 50 foot conservation buffer would look like and a 50 foot zoning buffer so that you know a working amount of 5.83 acres um so some reference uh ada sorry I can't just... so sean if we were go to go to take a look at the options five through eight that are uh 50 feet is it 50 or 25 feet away from the, no, 20, uh, 50 feet? 50 feet, yep. Right. Um, are any of them greater than six acres? I'll pull them up. We'll take a look. This is Betty. Perfect timing. So this one, that parcel eight, that's under five acres. So I don't think we'd be looking at that one. So that's a- John, it's parcel five is 6.2 acres and parcel six, parcel six is 5.98. All the other ones are under six. Okay. So when we look, you know, on those ones there, Ada, you know, the parcel five, which is basically a zero boundary buffer uh, with Home Inc. is 6.42 acres. And then parcel six, which is the next one, which is that 50 foot buffer there, um, is 5.98 acres, basically a six acre site. Right. Uh, Scott? I was going to, uh, I was just thinking, I 
parcel two might be the the best bet. And if um, you know that gets us six point four acres, and if if we're struggling to get that approved, maybe we you know we don't have to go all the way back to parcel three. We maybe we just scale up back to the point where we can get at least get six acres. Yeah, it, it, again, the tough thing that we, we're doing, no, it's, not drawn, it's, right? it's, the, it's the boundary portion of it, of getting, you know, the exact coordinates yeah. that ribbons and these things in each one. If, if we're stuck with that, then, you know, we've got to, then I would say that 25 foot and parcel two. Okay. And Mike, you have your hand raised? Yeah, so, and, but just to clarify, so if we, if we did parcel two, there would be an additional 50 foot conservation, uh, 50 foot buffer zoning buffer on top of that, which would take us to 5.8. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So right. basically, you know, I could, I could draw it in and fake it, but basically if you go between option two, which is a 50 yep. foot buffer, and then you go to option three, oh, sorry, parcel one, option three, that's the 150 foot buffer. Yep. So that working amount of land that we'd have would be that 5.83 acres. Right. And the buffer would be uh, 100 foot, right? Yeah, essentially 50 feet of conservation and 50 foot of zoning for yep. total 100 feet. Okay. So, and then one of the things I'll just throw out there too, I just want to look at this. Uh, if we looked at that same kind of thought process between, you know, between parcel six, two, which is the same as parcel three, you know, for that same boundary over here, just a different road alignment. Uh, we're at 5.98 and then that working amount, six, sorry, I'm just trying to, the zoom thing gets a little in the way of <laughs> trying to navigate. And then open parcel seven. Apologies. So it would. I, what I'm hearing is, you know, we're, we're working in between uh, parcels two and three, and parcel six and seven. And the only difference between those kind of those options there, I mean. It is zoning in from what I can hear between parcels two and parcel six, which are both the 50 foot offset uh, that we're looking at. Um, for the zoning buffer, another 50 feet for the uh, concept, uh, 50 feet for the zoning buffer, 50 feet for the conservation buffer for a total of 100 feet. Um, and you know the, that acreage would be between 6.4 for the 25 foot roadway and no, 5.98 and a 50 foot roadway so um okay. yes scott I'm sorry, I just never took my hand down. Uh, apologies. All right, Selena. 
Yeah, just, you know, I, I'm sorry, just between the different parcels, it just gets all confusing for me, but I'm trying to think of sort of if I have a matrix for decision making, it sounds like what we would like to do is have as much of a buffer zone in terms of zoning and conservation, but also preserve the acreage, right, so that we would be able to do what we want to do. And if that's the case, would then the parcel six be the one? If I use that sort of matrix for decision making in my mind. Um, it seems like that would be the top choice. Yeah, we're we're getting from so the the differences. I'll do my best to kind of summarize. So we've got eight options. The first four options that are there are based on that twenty five foot road alignment. So that's kind of why we go into those first. The second four or five through eight are based on the fifty foot alignment, and then each one of those has. Uh, setbacks associated with them, which is basically how those four options came up too. Um, but it seems just based on the discussion that we're doing is, you know, everyone's comfortable with the 50 foot setback for conservation, which is basically parcel two and parcel six. Um, and, and then the only difference between the two would be the road alignments that you know, we probably want to talk with the conservation commission about. Um, so I apologize. It's, yeah, it, it, it does get a little, um, um, difficult to follow at times, you know, as we're running just between parcel and parcel there. Um, that was basically the layout of them. All right, Scott? One thing I'm just thinking, that, you know, if between those two, I would probably make the argument that if, if we couldn't get the 25-foot buffer on the road, that I wouldn't want to give up a 50-foot buffer on the other side for home ink and rather decrease that so we can maintain the same acreage. Maybe in your conversations with uh, other town, other town committees that there's there's some offset there, uh, but we need to maintain the acreage somehow. Yeah, and I, like, I think a lot of that's going to come out, you know, when we meet with the Conservation Commission, I think if they you know, if, if the 25 foot road alignment that we were showing earlier works and there's really no commentary from them, I think, you know, we all agree that's the best way to go, um, to move the road as far away from conservation land as possible and, and minimize how much impact we would have on it. Um, and, and then after that, I, you know, just from discussion that we're hearing tonight, you know, aiming for a six acre parcel workable land um, is, I think, what, what our goals are right now. Any other commentary or questions uh, in regards to you know parcels or, um, or the road alignment? Seeing none. All right. So let me find my agenda after that. Um, all right. The the last thing essentially on. Uh, on old business was, you know, the update. Again, this agenda was written before the news that we got on Friday, um, but was essentially an update on a special town meeting for February. Um, so, as I mentioned, the the article with Fonbon was approved by the Warren Committee or recommended by the Warren Committee last week at the, at the meeting that they had. Um, the warrant is going to the printer. 
uh, tonight. I think they've sent it at five o'clock today. Um, most likely what will happen uh, is, you know, I, I believe the article will get referred back now that it's not there. Uh, Mike, do you want to touch a little on select board's view on that? Well, I mean, you know, select board view remains to be seen, but you know, yep. if we don't have yeah. a, if we don't if we don't have a property that's being offered to purchase, then um, I, I would I would imagine that the select board would would ask that it be referred back for further study. Basically, pull the article, and 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 there was some discussion about um, indicating in the warrant, um, indicating in the warrant that went to press today, an indication from the town administrator. That the property is no longer being offered for sale to the town, so that the um, town meeting members are aware that uh, that uh, that there may not be much much, if any, discussion of Article Three. Any comments or questions from members? Right. See none. Uh, so. On to new business. Um, so um, we we put some articles in as placeholders right now uh, for May's town meeting. Uh, oh, Aqua, I apologize, I didn't see your hand up. It's okay. Uh, just trying to see if we can. Maybe you said this at the meeting. Apologize to committee members. I running some errands and couldn't log in from where I was. Um, do we know why the uh, why Font Bond is no more offered? for sale to the town? Is there anything we can do to salvage that? Is that totally off the table? Yeah, so uh, yeah, essentially what happened was the town had developed uh, an RFP is, you know, this, you know, many members are aware, we, we had that out in November, uh, Fonpon was the only one to respond back to it. Um, their response to the RFP had certain, for lack of better words, stipulations or requests uh, what they were was that they wanted to utilize uh, classrooms uh, within the facility still, even though there are some classrooms that exist in there, but they wanted to use it for that. Um, they wanted office spaces, and both of them, essentially for a three-year term with three one-year extensions on them, uh, totaling six years. Um, additionally, they wanted perpetual use of the field or the green space that's behind there going up towards Labaray. Um, so, you know, as we entered negotiations with them, we met with the realtor and, you know, basically made them aware of, you know, the amount of renovation we would need to do to the space. Um, it, it would impact, you know, the, the occupancy. You couldn't have people in there while we're, you know, <laughs> gutting out all the utilities. Um, and just made them aware of that. The other part, too, was the field location. Uh, potentially it was going to be playgrounds or play structures for kindergartners. Um, so, you know, we just wanted to make them aware. So, you know, for us, it was, you know, with that, you know, we we're kind of hoping it would lead to further negotiations that if it was a non-starter for them, that there might be other options that we could talk to. Um, the email that I got that I forwarded to everybody essentially, you know, had them list, you know, say that they, you know, refused our offer that was there and further they uh, rescinded their their offer to sell um so you know we are still working with them we're trying you know what i mean um but you know we can't force them 
So, you know, we, we are still trying, but, you know, it, it's it's difficult if they've really come to a final decision. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. So essentially for May, uh, as I mentioned, we've put in some articles uh, right now. Uh, the first one that I put in was essentially for funding. Uh, when I drafted the article and submitted it in, uh, it was there as a placeholder, you know, with the assumption that Fontbonne was a go that, you know, we we're in the process of purchasing it. And, you know, at, at the time come May, we would need engineering and architectural services to build it out for what we were doing. Um, the other part, too, is it's also to supplement, you know, funding for this committee, which, you know, currently we're at a very, very low amount. So, um, well, I think our ask in May will definitely get reduced. Um, you know, I know we've discussed before of, you know, funding reasons for additional funding, traffic studies, uh, water analysis, stormwater runoff and stuff like that. So uh, I just wanted to make the members aware that, you know, we did enter uh, some articles in there uh, for that also. So just in, in regards to funding, I'll open up for any questions or discussions. Seeing none. So next thing on the agenda, the other articles uh, that are there for town meeting are essentially articles for the land swap uh, for Gal Road. So, you know, as, as I mentioned, you know, even while we're moving forward with Fompon, we're always going in essentially a parallel path for, you know, the event that Fompon uh, didn't happen or fell through, which essentially would happen. Um, so for right now, you know, we're, my goal is to still proceed uh, to go to May for the land swap and, you know, present our article, our, our layouts that we were just reviewing for BSC to the Conservation Commission and, you know, basically, you know, keep working towards um, what we need to do uh, essentially for May. Um, so on that kind of general topic, I'll open it up to anybody, uh, if anybody has any commentary or questions. Uh, yeah, Selena. Yeah, and it's sort of the costs that we've thought about that we might incur. Have we taken into account whatever additional negotiation or work that we need to do with, um, oh gosh, I just blanked on the name of the group, the homing. Um, just in terms of what we will need to do there, because I mean, I, I do understand sort of we need all of our studies, et cetera, but it feels like that work uh, in terms of negotiation or whatever we need to do uh, is not is not done. So just if I understand correctly, are you asking if we are um, hiring additional uh, staff to kind of work the negotiation process with us? Yeah, just as we sort of think about just what it'll take, right, to do the project, I just think that sort of dealing with sort of the town, the conservation, et cetera, all of that needs to happen. But I feel like at least the way as strongly as Home Inc. was coming against the project, it, that seems like another huge hurdle to get through. And I'm not sure we've spent some time sort of thinking of what that, that'll take to um, 
reduce the resistance uh, from that level. And perhaps maybe it's we'll turn to the community and it's really up to the community to to rally and, and do the advocacy on that level. But I just want us to, I, I guess, continue to think about that um, and wondered if any of the in our thinking, if we would consider that. Yeah, so on, on, on a similar note to that, you know, as um, we're proceeding with FOMPON a few weeks ago, uh, uh, Mike Zulis and myself actually went over to Home Inc. to meet with them um, to, to give them a heads up and awareness that, you know, we were proceeding with FOMPON. That was our preferred option. We we're 100% behind it, which, which we were working towards. Uh, but we wanted to make them aware that there was also, you know, we were still proceeding with a parallel path um, just in case this happened. Uh, so, we're, you know, we're kind of doing that just so they wouldn't hear uh, rumors or speculation that, you know, we we're trying to do both. You know, I, I think our intent was to, if Fontbonne fully went through, that there were multiple steps for that to happen. So the first was past town meeting in fe February. The second was a debt exclusion vote in April for the cost to purchase Fond One. And if any of those failed, uh, we, we essentially needed a fallback plan for May. So what we, what we went there to do is basically walk them through of like the, similar to the discussion we're having tonight, we, even if Fond One was still on the table, we still needed to go down this parallel path uh, as that backup plan. So, you know, we, we have recently engaged them and we'll probably keep engaging them, you know, throughout the process of this entire endeavor. Yeah, Tim. Um, yeah, I'm not speaking for Selena, but I did really like her comment and maybe I, I think her comment was specifically to your funding requests for this committee mm -hmm. and to your continued efforts to engage with Home Inc. Maybe we need to plan on requesting funding for a consultant to assist us in staying organized as we continue to engage Home Inc. I'm, I'm fine with that. I, you know, I mean, I, you know, for part of that, you know, just um, the time between now and May, um, we obviously couldn't hire anybody for that, we'd have to wait till the funding comes through May. Um, but yeah, following on after that, yeah, I, I have, you know, we, we just have to, one, uh, at some point as that request comes around, figure out what the dollar value of that would be. And then, you know, you know, work that in as part of our overall budget or funding request. Right, uh, Betty? Um, I know we had allocated some funding for uh, DRA. And now that the font bond option is probably off the table, did we incur expenses with DRA or is there a way to recap some of that money that we would have spent on doing the um, evaluation of the font bond building? Yeah, so the, the DRA proposal that they put in uh, essentially for the feasibility study for font bond was 18,500. Uh, the majority of which the school committee was funding um, whatever money was left over in our account, essentially from our final invoice with BSC engineering for the plans that we were looking at earlier, um, whatever that, that leftover amount was, we were going to be, for lack of a better word, throwing in the pot uh, to, to offset some of the costs for the school committee. We have to, we, I have to have a call with Carl Franceschi, a DRA, 
uh, tomorrow to basically find out what costs have been incurred up to date. So um, long-winded answer. So the, the answer is, you know, we have, to, we have to talk to Carl to figure out what that cost was. Um, depending on what that cost was, it'll tell us how much is left over. And then based on how much is left over, we'll kind of see, if, you know, if we can reallocate that. Uh, Aqua. Uh, I'm piggybacking on Selena and Tim's question. Maybe what we want to do is not just focus on Fontbonne, but if we can afford it, bring in stakeholder management support. So we're looking at it holistically. Um, is it possible that there are other opponents to the project that were not, our radar is not capturing? Or is it also possible to help those who are supporting the cost to increase their volume so that they can counterbalance others who uh, are against the project. We may need to look beyond just Fondborn, I mean, um, Home Inc, and think of um, proper stakeholder management support. Yeah, part, part of it, my take, and I'll open it up for any commentary too, is, you know, for, for us, you know, uh, political ad advocacy and, you know, uh, promoting you know, different options and stuff like that, that it might kind of go beyond what our charge is, you know, for, you know, the money we get allocated, it's, you know, for, for building a school. Um, I don't know if there'll be other um, parties and stuff like that that will be doing that. I, for me, I just, I, I would I would draw on others that have kind of served in this, these roles before to, to even know if that's even allowable uh, as us as a committee to kind of even do. Yeah, Selena. Yeah, you know, just from experience. So I just went through a really difficult process in Jamaica Plain um, for a, a project at, at a church. And it, it, sort of the consultants that I ended up hiring really was just about organizing a process by which the community would enter into dialogue and really listen to one another, uh, as opposed to, you know, sort of all these this tendencies that happen in, in contentious moments, which is just the assumptions that run uh, amok. And so how do you then um, begin to create the space for folks to, uh, to really listen to one another? And I think through that process, I was able to get sort of the group that was so anti, but not they were against it because they weren't listening. <laughs> it wasn't really that we were in different camps. It was really just, we weren't taking the time to listen to one another. And we came around and now the, the project's moving forward, but it really required a third party um, facilitator to come in and be able to create that space for those conversations to happen. It's mostly that uh, because I think uh, this committee as the messenger will not necessarily work. Um, so just, just in terms of, again, it's that third party sort of facilitation that could be very beneficial. I don't think it's really uh, so much political advocacy. I think it's more about creating space so people listen to each other. Okay. Yeah, and if you could, you know, Selena, from you know, the past project that you were doing, if you could, you know, help, you know, determine, you know, costs or stuff like that, so that way we can uh, have an idea, you know, how to budget for it and stuff like that. I, I'm fully open for it. It sound, sounds, you know, great. We've tried, a couple avenues of um, public meetings. Uh, we've actually had independent moderators do some of it previously and stuff like that. But 
Yeah, Any, anything to share more of the knowledge that you know this committee is building up, uh, I'm for. All right, so in regards to the land swap, uh, that's the agenda item we're still on, uh, to see if there's any other uh, discussions, commentary, or questions uh, that anybody may have. Right. Seeing none. Um, next thing on the agenda is our basically our next meeting. Uh, again, when this agenda was built, <laughs> it was built on the fact that um, uh, we're moving forward with Fonpon. Our intent in talking with Carl Franceschi at DRA, uh, he was going to attend a meeting next week to kind of give us an update on their feasibility study and everything there. Uh, so knowing we're not going to have Carl next week, I don't think we need to have a meeting next week. Um, but just on our similar rhythm, uh, I think we're trying to do, and I apologize up to this point, um, you know, holidays got away from me. Uh, we've been doing essentially every three weeks. So that would put us out to February 13th, uh, if that works for everyone. If so, mods. I think that's town meeting, Sean. You are correct. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, let's aim for the uh, the 20th, then we'll go out after, a week after. Uh, Scott? Do we need to, to when, when do we have to have a vote in on which parcel we like? Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll check in with the um, Conservation Commission. Um, okay. You know, I, 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 I that, might, that might be a reason to meet sooner. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm open for meeting the six. And, you know, we can have another check-in, you know, knowing that things are there. So that, that's, I'm, that's why I kind of throw it out there for commentary. I apologize. Uh, Glenn, just Pavel, check. Uh, the 20th is President's Day. You probably want the sixth. It's a holiday. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's uh, February vacation. You might want to avoid that week. Perfect. So I agree. The sixth. That's six it is. Tim, does the sixth not work for you? Uh, I think the sixth is fine. I was just going to say, we before the, uh, before the holidays, we had briefly had a discussion about attempting to get these meetings back in person. And I don't know if that's still something that you're giving thought to. Um, and if that's something that might come up in the upcoming meetings i would love to talk about that right now because you know i i think in-person meetings are actually better um so you know if people are open for the sixth um you know i'll kind of ask people we got actually tonight's one of the nights we have everybody here um you know would the sixth in person work for everyone so um if you don't mind, I'll just kind of do a roll just to see. And if it does, um, I'm sure we can secure a space, either a town hall or you know the superintendent's room where we used to meet too. Um, so I'll start with the checkerboard, Mr. Zulitz. Yes. Uh, Glenn Hoffman. No, Sean, I got to check some things, but it, it should be okay. It is a question mark then. All right, uh, Selena. 
yeah, that that would work for me. Uh, Scott? Well, unfortunately, the six doesn't work for me, but that doesn't mean that's that's either remote or in person. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Betty? Yes. All right. Aqua? Yes. Tim? Yes. All right. Perfect. Carrie? Yes. All right. And then just me. Okay, uh, Glenn, you have your hand raised. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. I'm um, on the sixth. I'm just looking at the schedule. If you need the superintendent's conference room, I think I can get it for you. Otherwise, you know, town hall or wherever. Okay. Yeah, let's let's run with the superintendent's room, just kind of for old times' sake. You know, when we first started. And I will then, double, you know, if it doesn't, I'll, I'll double check tomorrow with Charlene, but I don't see anything on the calendar for that night. Like that works. Um, okay. Perfect. So the six in person. Um, perfect. And I'll entertain any motion to adjourn the name they want CLO. I move the motion to adjourn. Second. Hey, Mike Carey. All right. Roll call vote. Uh, Mike Zulis. Yes. Glenn Hoffman. Yes. Uh, Selena Miranda. Yes. Uh, Scott Terrashek? Yes. Uh, Betty White? Yes. Aqua Bond? Yes. Tim Lombard? Yes. And Carrie Hurley? Yes. And Sean O'Rourke? Yes. All right. Perfect. Thank you all, and we'll see you on the 6th. Good night. Thanks, Sean. Great. Thanks, Sean.